this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Woke Bros. I'm your gracious host, Big Wazney Lambray, the Bigger Haitian. Joined as always by my two partners in crime. And this time I got these two beautiful, handsome young men on camera. Mm, I'm just getting turned on just talking to you guys right now. I know. <laughs> well, you need it. Well, Michael Brooks and you guys. Cabin, cabin fever. Yeah, so before we get into today's show, I uh, just want to remind everybody that over at Count the Dings Patreon, we started this new, ever since the quarantine hit, we started this new Count the Dings After Dark, which is just a show that generally starts at about 9.30 in the evening on the East Coast, and we try to, you know what I mean, just tackle some of the daily topics, talk about different things. We like to bring guests on from the audience. It's an interactive show, live on YouTube for the patrons, so if you're not a patron already, um, support Count the Dings and great get great content. It's kind of one of the more fun new undertakings that we've taken that I'm really into. Um, I actually, I happen to have roommates, so I live with my woman and her cousin. And so I tell everybody that uh, my after dark feed is sort of like the Bon Appetit test kitchen. 
Like, there's going to be people in the background doing what they do, working. Well, most definitely. Most definitely. (laughs) Most definitely. I can tell you from uh, TMBS, and I also love me. I'm like, Tamar, we're live. (laughs) That's fine. Why is it asshole? (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, we try to have fun with that. So make sure you become a patron at patreon.com backslash count the dings. Um, of course, and another promotion I want to tell you guys about that, unlike the Patreon, of course, you want to come out your pocket and support us for the content that we do. But theathletic.com is actually doing a free 90 day trial for new subscribers. So if you want to be, if you've never been on The Athletic before and you've ever been curious about the content that they do, that we do, I should say, they're doing a new 90 days for free. Nothing up front, nothing to charge. 90 days where you just get to experience the, the, the amount of content that is put out on The Athletic on a daily basis. So go to count, go to um, theathletic.com and get your 90-day trial free if you aren't already a member. Because if you're already a member, you know you're getting your money's worth. It's the best sports content on the internet. Um, so go to theathletic.com and do that. Okay, now that we paid the bills, guys, <laughs> um, now we got to talk about this other bill. This monstrosity... <laughs> Nice. atrocity uh just 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 disgustingness of this bill uh nando i want to kick it to you because i feel like you might have been more riled up than mike about this one man um uh, just tell the people generally what the what the, the the sort of parameters of the bill and why it's you know not ideal for the working man so okay so if we rewind uh maybe like a week or two ago when there was starting to be discussions around some sort of economic bailout coming from congress you started to see some people kind of send messages that maybe this time we're going to do something that was okay or decent you know you saw tom cotton and mitt romney and all these people that are usually just got awful ghouls saying you know maybe we should just give uh, economic relief to all workers and blah 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 that did not happen. Oh boy, that did not happen. They put together this agreement that both Republicans and Democrats in the Senate have agreed to, which is basically a $4.5 trillion bailout for large corporations. There is a slush fund created in which the secretary of the treasury, a guy named Steve Mnuchin, can just give out money willy-nilly to whatever company he wants to. And I'm sure that's going to be totally clean. There is no protection to, uh, for workers after six months. So like, they can fire up to 10% of their staff within the six months. And then after six months of getting the bailout, they can fire everyone that they want. There is um, a $1,200 check that goes to most American adults, but you have to have a little caveat. You have to have a um, your, your direct deposit registered with the IRS to get it. If not, it could take up to four months to get to you. There is some expansion of unemployment insurance. If you lose your job, there are some other little tiny things that don't really matter. And basically, that's it. People get a $1,200 check, some people do, and the corporations that govern our society get trillions of dollars. Yeah. And the, De- I mean, and the Democrats agreed to this. Well, they haven't. I just want to tell everybody they haven't passed it in the House yet. And uh, the rumor is actually like 
because of the other weird thing that's going on right now is that you have some members of the Senate and Congress generally are in quarantine because they've contracted Corona. <laughs> so there's opportunity. And I would like to encourage AOC and Ilan Omar and Rashida to live. Basically, there's a maneuver they could do, I think, to not even allow the bill to get up for a vote in the House. I mean, this bill needs to be killed. Like, yes. If there is any chance, this bill needs to be killed. And what's really – but here's what's really evil about it, right, is the only little bit of disagreement I have with Nando is that – and I know – and I'm sure you agree with this too. I just would phrase it differently. It's like people who are in a serious, serious situation, which is most people – even that little tiny pittance does make a difference because that's an extra couple of meals. That's you know rent. So – what you have here, and this goes back to the whole origin of this bill, right? There is zero reason why these cannot be two different pieces of legislation. Mm-hmm. There can be a bailout the people stimulus that is all about small businesses, individuals, workers, and families, and whether or not we do a really great bill, which isn't going to happen, but we just, you know, we do single payer, we raise wages, we we push through card check to empower unions, or even like what's on the table, a simple bill, get some cash transfers going, get the, you know, hit the unemployment rate insurance going, um, all expand food stamps, all this other really important stuff, and then sit down and argue about the scale of corporate theft that we're about to have, which also there's all sorts. I mean, look, the CEO of Boeing said two days ago or yesterday, they asked him on Fox Business. They were like, well, what about the government taking equity stake in exchange for a bailout? And he's like, well, if they did that, we'd go to other sources. It's okay, go to other sources. Yeah. Go, exactly. Go to yeah. other sources, motherfucker. So – the, the, what they could have done is then loaded it up. What I would do is I'd be like, all right, great. Uh, Two thirds of your board are workers. There's no stock buybacks. We're going to have a, at least a significant national stake in every strategic industry. Like you could have done that. And then, by the way, if a company at that point, because some companies do actually need a bailout, but if the company came at that point and said, yes, we will take that, well, there you go. They actually need a bailout. All this is right now is a major, major scam that is going to further monopolize the American economy and really is starting to push us in a direction. I'll just say like the growth of the surveillance and the national security state and the ever greater concentration of corporations, uh, that's a post-democratic world. And, and also – the shit that you're going to see in this over the next couple of months, again, we got to kill it. But like there is money for the Mars family in this bill. Boeing is getting, I think, 17 billion for national security. Adidas. And this is like the funniest example. It's like honestly the least offensive, but like whatever. They want tax rebates for gym memberships. This is the feeding frenzy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just I just want to clarify, like I obviously support like well, I know cash you payments to all these people, but that's how they're but that's how they're that's how they're holding a gun to our heads, yeah. right? No, no, that's what I like, meant. That's what yeah, I'm that's saying. What I like, it's, no, I they, know you meant that. They, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Of course, we all understand that. 
And the and what's so fucking sick about it is it's because it is so critical for people that they are That's literally saying it. like, <laughs> yeah, they know everybody needs it. They know that people are they they're betting on the American people to be like. Whatever, I need my shit, that shit that's coming on the front end to me. Whatever it is y'all did for, for our overlords on the back end, I'm not too concerned about it. They're banking on that being the case with the American people. And then, you know, two and three years down the road, when it actually starts taking effect on American life, people they know, like, whatever, we already got you in a freaking vice grip. We got you by the balls. It's, you know, it's quite disgusting. And like you said, it's just the, the Democrats... At a certain point, we got to stop assuming ignorance on the part of the Dems. Like, okay, they're just incompetent and don't know what they're doing. And start understanding that they're actually collaborators. That's just the bottom line, right? Um, We sat here and we killed, absolutely demolished Kamala Harris for her $500. Here's 500, guys, and maybe we'll give it to you the next month. And maybe we'll do that, that one-time $500 payment um, we killed her for that, and we couldn't even understand it. And, and then, you know, they end up at 1200 afterwards. So it's like, it makes you wonder, like, what is Kamala Harris actually on? Like, what does she really, what does she really want? She wants this. This is what she wants. This is what Pelosi wants. This is what Schumer wants. This is what that wing of the Democratic, Joe Biden, of course. This is what he wants. That's what that wing of the party wants, or else they would have fought harder, right? Um, and again, it's not like they just got everything they could have got for the people they claim to care about. Where it's like, you know what? Make it twenty five hundred. Make it twenty five hundred, um, and then we can re- we a get a month for a year for a year, right? And we get to revisit this in a year or something. And then the Republicans settle last six months or whatever the case. Like if we want to do Dude, all they, of this they shit, had for so them, much leverage. Two two weeks ago, two weeks ago, they had Donald Trump over a barrel. Don't let anybody tell you of otherwise. Of course. And and but the thing is though, Mike, if if these companies had other options, and again, they're already they're already panicking, right? Like American Airlines is already pan. They all like it, it. It took like three days for them to have their hand out, like three days, and nobody said, "Oh, you're supposed to tighten your belt like every other American." You know, in times like this, Americans have to learn to tighten their belt. Or what, what, what happened to your billions in profit? You should, you know, what they tell Americans all the time. And I've said this on countless of our shows. Um, they always tell you you should have three months rent in your savings, or else you're irresponsible. American Airlines can't sit down for three months. <laughs> Y'all can't sit down for three. You you guys made billions of profits after the last bailout. And, and um, what what did you do? You over leveraged yourself, did a bunch of stock buybacks, and now you're freaking poor again. You're crying poor again. But nobody's gonna say, "Yo, you guys were irresponsible." They only say that shit to working people. They only ever say that to working people. That's that's what I uh, that's what it's, I find so frustrating about the Democrats is that if we had a real opposition party, they would understand that they have so much leverage right now that like they have to they if they would understand that the republican party is basically captured by you know ultra wealthy people then that now is when you have leverage when their stock portfolio is collapsing and like that's all they care about and they'll they'll panic they'll freak out like if you can hold out for a little longer just hold out as much as you can then you might be able to get some real concessions from them but they don't understand that concept. Like they, the, in, on the in the opposite way, Republicans do that all the time. Like they don't like you know they know people need twelve hundred dollars right now. They they know people are struggling, and so they're gonna be like, okay, well 
we'll give you that if you give me the entire house, you know? Um, and so they understand how to use leverage. Democrats, I mean, well, I mean, I, 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 I'm with you. I don't think it's like ignorance. I think it's just part of their role. Their role is to, is to police the sort of most leftward bound of any possibility in any imagination that we could have in the political system. But, and like, just like a little relief, like a little safety valve, you know, like they just re- like, yeah, some exactly. Sprinkle some coke. That's, that's <laughs> exactly like, what it is. Yeah. That's when their they, exact when, role. When the yeah. crooked cops come yeah. and mess yeah. you up, sprinkle just, some oh, sprinkle some crack on them. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. No, I mean, and what's 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 wild? Like, obviously, I agree with all of that, and of course, like most of them are a hundred percent equally complicit in all of this across the board. Not even just on the corporate stuff, even on the like the stinginess stuff but like it's it is crazy because i've been trying to like even on my show and in social media do a little bit more like not exactly like balls and strike stuff but a little bit more like obviously i have my politics but let me just like look at this like a coach looking at a team with the democrats and it is like the fact that they are not even like we're going to basically do bullshit, but we're still like actually a functioning political party is dangerous in and of itself. Like there's the bigger picture, like their politics are trash and they suck. And then there's they like this. They don't get the sting of when they fuck up that you think that they deserve. I'm they not never even talking about no, their I'm, face, you're saying. I'm not even talking about no, no. I'm saying like it is I'm saying like the fucking forebearers of these people, like Bill Clinton, who is garbage, would never, ever lose no. this situation. I'm yeah. talking like you could I'm talking like set aside everything about what we know needs to happen. Let's just be like political geeks on one of those fucking, you know, uh, like CNN yeah, podcasts. Yeah. They are fucking bad at this shit, yeah. dude. Yeah. And that, <laughs> is, that is a that is and it's a problem on every level. It's a problem because of corruption across the board. It's a problem because of ideology and capitalism. But even in their own terms, yeah. it's like the same people who just spent the last three years be like, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Okay, okay, let's run this senile man against him. Yeah. Like, they can't <laughs> do this shit. Clinton used to drive Republicans crazy and they hate him for it because he would always exploit the political moment for his own benefit. Even if he passed everything they wanted, which is what he did, he basically passed Republican legislation over and over and over again throughout his his presidency. The only difference is that he used it for his own political gain and it drove Republicans insane. So like, yeah, like even in their own little weird ideological world that they exist, the Democrats now can't even do that. They can't even seize this pandemic. Which is just like for this president, it it should be like hung around his neck like a noose. And they can't even do that. They can't even like seize the moment for their own political. Who would be the one to do it? Like the leadership, especially in the Senate. Again, the 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 drop off from Harry Reid to Chuck Schumer, dude. Uh, It's 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 oh my god. Goodness, dude. Like, you can't even describe the drop off in leadership. Like, Harry Reid, and, and, and we talk about Harry Reid a lot on this show. Um, and it's not because politically he ideology, 
his ideology lines up perfectly with ours, but it's that he was extremely competent. He was a gangster. And he 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 exactly right. he, he was knew a what to do. He knew what to do. He knew exactly where everybody's vulnerabilities were. He knew where exactly where he was strong at. And he went out and he could execute some shit. Harry Reid would never would have went for this. Ever. He was so ruthless. Chuck Schumer's just a freaking ninny. Yo, uh, Pelosi's worse. Pelosi's worse than him. Is she worse? I don't know. Worse. Worse. In the process of this negotiation, worse. Yeah, she's a joke. Schumer has actually, Schumer has, I mean, first, and again, we keep having to say, like, and Harry Reid would have passed tons of awful stuff, but you're 100% right. Harry Reid would not, it, it just simply... Again, that's like the point. Is it like literally couldn't be this bad if you were just thinking of like a political win? They don't. And it maybe I, I, like I, I struggle. I struggle because I'm like, maybe these guys don't even contemplate the concept of a political win. Right. Like they feel oh, like, oh, we lost our impeachment thing. Uh, we we lost our this. We lost our that. Uh uh, let's 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 not even play politics because we like these freaking corporations anyway, and these are the people that are going to be writing us checks when we leave this freaking office anyway. So let's curry favor and do all of that. It's just it's sad and pathetic, man. Um, and you know the only hope is that this bill somehow gets killed, and you know there'll be a couple of days for people to go on TV and and raise concerns. I don't know who these people might be or might not be, and. You know, there should be some sort of rallying of like this is terrible, but I, you know, it's the Democrats, so it's probably going to get shoved down their throats. Let me just say real quick too, though, like you said, years down the road, and I think you're right. Like the full scale of how, because this is a big robbery. Like people feeling it, people are going to feel this again in another couple of months because it's gonna it's gonna run out in another couple of months. It's the twelve hundred dollars is like there wasn't. There was no rent freeze. There was no mortgage freeze. There was no student debt relief. They, like nothing. They they, nothing. they did nothing. People are going to lose their job. And and the, the craziest thing, the cra- it's so crazy. You guys are so on point because it's so obvious why Trump is coming out and saying, yo, maybe in seven days we'll start getting back to normal because he wants to run on his strong economy. Like he is so dedicated to making his his quote unquote economy strong again, so he can run on having the greatest American economy in the history of American Americas, right? Um, he's so dedicated to that. Like you could have just held this these dudes hostage. Yeah. Period. That's all he cares about. Like the the, the economy is like one of those self esteem markers that he uses. It's one of those things that he's like, look at my economy. Look at the stock market. Oh, I'm so great. Right? And he all he sees <laughs> is this shit tanking every single day, every single day. It's like his response is it's so obvious what's happening. And instead of like putting these guys over a barrel, they did the opposite and rolled over. And you know, what did, Mike, you mentioned something about a diversity board. Yeah. No, that was not something yeah. 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 I don't know if it made it into the final version, but that was a, that was one of their negotiating sticking points that the, that the Democrats try to stick in is that one of the stipulations for getting a, a giant bailout was that you had to diversify your corporate board. Um, by the way, you know the funny thing want, about that the man? world can be run by General Dynamics, Amazon, and Purdue Chicken, but I expect. 
people who identify as gender fluid on that board. Yeah. You know what the saddest part is about that too? That's and like I can say this as right a black there. dude, I I can imagine several fancy Negroes sitting in their crib like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be that dude. I'm going to be that dude. <laughs> <Dude, minister. laughs> of course. Yeah. I swear to freaking God, dude. That's the, Ameri- that's the <laughs> American myth right there for everybody. That's it. I'm, I'm that's trying to like it. imagine if this situation were reversed and the exact same thing happened. Coronavirus was happening and there was some Democrat as president and the Democrats controlled the Senate and the Republicans controlled the House and were the minority in the Senate. Like what they would ask for in exchange for like some emergency relief bill and it'd be like abolish the irs like eliminate the epa <laughs> no 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 <laughs> start to discuss the irs but only people who make under 40 grand a year pay taxes oh, yeah man. exactly yeah. and then we'll, we'll yeah. discuss like the possibilities after that opening millionaires can like, kill people at <laughs> yeah. will yeah exactly um, it's um, like, like uh sex education is banned and if you tell a kid what a condom is and a Health class, you can get go to jail for thirty years. Yeah, you're on the senator <laughs> list for you. Before, before we move on, because I want to talk about Biden and him coming out of his hole finally this week. <laughs> um, I want to. I wanted you guys to sort of describe um, a scenario, the, the the slush fund scenario. Like, what's the scenario that they're pitching to people about how this. Mnuchin slush fund is going to work. And again, the pe- if you're listening to the show, you already have a concept of the criminality of Steve Mnuchin and why this is just like a horrible idea. Thank you, right? Kamala. Um, th- yeah, thank you, Kamala. Um, but just explain to people how the slush fund would work. Basically, it's a $500 billion piggy bank that Mnuchin can just hand out to, cor- to any corporation he wants. But it has and, oversight. And it, it has like so it has big, it. Like, oversight from Democrats, but but there is no actual teeth behind it. There is no mechanism with which they could sort of stop, you know, whatever favorite company Mnuchin has or whatever, whatever company basically like. So bribes. let's just say his daddy's golf buddy says, "Yeah, hey, you, you, think, like, you, you oh, think you like, can give me three hundred mil?" Yeah. Jesus, five hundred. Look at his wife is some. Oh his God. wife is some trash actress. Ooh. Okay, you're like, an Emirati sovereign wealth fund. What do you, you want to buy a rural hospital chain? Could you put my wife in a remake of Basic Instinct too? Yes, my friend. <laughs> that's literally what your money like. That's how your money is going to be spent. And. and I mean, it's just like it's. Is that Ivy? It's my girl. Done. Oh, how you doing? Good job. How you doing, Ivy? Oh, she can't hear me. The headphones. Uh-huh. Okay, I liked. Well. By the way, let me just uh, tell her without elaborating that I liked her feedback on my performance at the live show a lot. I thought it was very <laughs> perceptive. He appreciates your feedback uh, after the live show <laughs> that you sent me via text. It was on point. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. And so, you know, can, if I, you're can I, to wait, this, wait, wait, can we, can I just ahead. say one other thing real quick? And this is in Nando's wheelhouse. Uh, Cause I saw him tweet this, but um, like the only okay thing we have going right now is this Dr. Fauci guy. So can like, Fucking liberals <laughs> stop trying to get him fired by oh going calling. Hey, hey, you're doing an amazing job. Don't you think Donald Trump's a fucking idiot? Like, yeah. How, like, the only thing you should ask him is how do you have time to manage the coronavirus in between talking about how great Trump is? Can we keep him at his job? Can we at least achieve that, you fucking idiots? Please. Uh, 
Yeah, they're cre- they're turning him into a lib hero, which is going to ensure that Trump is going to fire him and replace him with like Doctor Oz. You know, <laughs> literally. Like, like, why don't we start getting like? What I want to know, I've been asking this for a day now, is like, I want to ask Trump, why does Bill Barr look at him so funny at press conferences? It's disrespectful. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Fauci's got nothing but respect for you, dude, and. But I mean, honestly, even that, like, it sounds petty, but that is so wild that, like, these, like, mush-brained liberal resistance morons are so dumb that they, first of all, they can't distinguish anything because this is actually the one time where it's like, no, this is a good federal bureaucrat. To the extent that anything as good is happening on a federal level, it is due to him, right? And they can't just sit back and be like, huh. Maybe we shouldn't blow the situation up. They're just like, oh, we love Dr. Fauci. Donald Trump's a fucking idiot, right? Isn't yeah. it horrible when he doesn't talk about science? They're like, it's Dr. Like- Fauci is my president now. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. That's <laughs> doing something. Uh, Normally these people are like, you know, normally their heroes are like former war criminals who are like, yeah, Donald <laughs> shouldn't be mean to kids in wheelchairs. OK, but this guy is doing something now. Yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's look, man, nobody said liberals were perfect, but they're who we got. So <laughs> they're who we got, Mike. They're who we work. got. It's not going to work, though. I mean, it's, I'm with you, but we got to upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we're going to convince Uncle Billy on his John Deere in Oklahoma to start rocking with us, man. Honestly, (laughs) I I think that there is a silent majority of people who could get on a good agenda if we did it right. I actually believe that. I'm not talking about the Trump base. I'm not talking about the Trump base, base. but I'm also not talking about fucking like crazy. Easy affluent liberals. They're just as crazy. Honestly. No. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> the, 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 the liberal professional class, man, these these past few years have proven themselves to be some of the most annoying people <laughs> on planet Earth. Dude. Planet, yes. Um, okay, so let's just get to Joe Biden. Oh, um, yes. Please. Come on, man. Uh, Come on, I still have fun. Hey, Waz, you know that I was the first guy that said that there should be black podcasters. Come on. Listen, Jack, when I was listening to podcasts back in the day, I think it was 1983, 1984, and there's podcasts, and I said, like, hey, man, we got to get a black guy in here because that's that's not right, man. And, you know, like, they, they got things to say, too. He's black. Hey, you know, like someone from Haiti. Those guys love to talk. They're always talking all that that stuff and strut. They don't. In fact, in fact, the thing about them is they don't shut their damn mouths. Oh podcast. You know what I'm just now realizing is that as you guys are doing a Joe Biden impersonation, I'm having a revelation that he's doing a cheap Bill Clinton impersonation. Like he's Rust Belt Bill Clinton. That's what he's trying to do. That's what he's trying to affect on the stump and in you know in his in his public appearances. Like he's around way before Bill Clinton. But I think you're right. I mean, he's he like literally had like on the national stage. But I think you're right. He's trying to be cool. The aviators and all of that shit. 
But you guys know he announced today that he's launching his own podcast. Joe Biden is <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. Oh god, I, he this, is. He came okay, out so in a this, <laughs> this might be a, the dawning of a new day in the world yeah. bros history yeah. because all right, I'm, I'm gonna like, force myself to, to hate. Well, listen, yeah, Basically, we gotta do like a live all, all content. Something. All content I'm a part of now for months. TMBS, oh World Pros, whatever. It's just going to be a giant have, okay, Biden is, listening party. Okay, this is okay. This is at first I'm like, why? But now I'm like, okay, this is going I'll, to be a disaster. Yeah, yeah I'll text you guys the thing. Anyway, he, 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 you know, he, he, he peeked his head out of the hole that he was hiding in, by the well, way. Yeah, more colored guys in the podcast. That's why I said, hey, was you like basketball? You're from, you know, over there, the place. <laughs> Come on and talk the jive stuff. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't say that. What's <laughs> Is there soup? <laughs> talk the jive stuff. And you know Joe Biden still uses the word jive. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Just let me get out there. I can talk the jive. Unlock the Negroes up. They love it because in 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 Wilmington, I was the one. I was the guy who sang the spirituals. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! So who who did y'all gotta remind me? Who did Joe Biden talk to this week when he finally came oh. out? He, he oh, went all over the place. He, he went on Nicole Wallace's show. He went on Jake Tapper. Um, he t- went on The View. He looked half dead on all of I think it's Tapper that. that I'm thinking about with the audio where he's just like. Tapper's when making- he started coughing. Like yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking about. He started coughing to act like he didn't understand the question, which made me think like, is he trying to say I have Corona? Like, like, is he trying to say I can't answer this because I have coronavirus now? I, I don't know. Um, it's, it's March guys. It's March. The the Biden. election is in November. Yeah, We've it's going to be long, long way it's gonna be- to go. Can I just say it- though, like, here's the, here, <laughs> here's the thing. I think, cause I try, I looked, somebody was pointing out on Twitter, like how many of you actually watched the whole interview of any of these because we're all just watching snippets Me, of I'm him not watching King. a Biden I'm not watching so any I, Biden interview. I'm so just I not. watched like this more of the one. But here's the thing. Here's honestly, okay, Joe Biden, this is not a defense of Joe Biden in any way. I'm just got to go back to being, I was the guy who said he would do well. So I'm sitting and I'm watching him and I'm like, okay, there are obvious things going on with his mental ability that the press is going to cover for him on. No doubt. That's just a thing he's going to get away with for a while. But there's other times I think where we like, we are forgetting that. I I don't know if every stumble and every like weird, like, you know, anecdote. I don't know if that registers in the same way to older voters. Honestly, like I, no, I, don't, I don't think it does I, it either. Mike. I'm not sure but, it's all such a disaster. Well, I mean, but it, I don't know that well, he's going to create 
the opposite moments, the the the, the winning moments. That's what well, I'm not worried just that, about. But like older voters vote Republican, right? Like so yeah. if, he, if he's not going to get older voters uh, because they're going to vote Republican, he's not getting younger voters. Like he's, he just has no base in a general election, right? Like yeah, that's the I, reality of it. Yeah, sure. Older voters like don't find him offensive and they're fine, but they're going to vote Republican. Like he's going to Trump is going to win with voters over 65, which is Biden's base. And, you know, like so it's that's just like my problem with Biden's um, being senile. It's like he's not going <laughs> to create the winning moments. He's not. He's not going to create the moments where he's able to like Trump is going to be able to parry him so easily and like oh, I'm sorry. you guys mentioned yeah, the sexual saying, assault Joe. stuff remember what he did to Hillary he's like but what about Bill <laughs> you know what I'm saying and he was like, like and you know what he had a point <laughs> like but what about Bill <laughs> yeah and like what like, about he's, Bill that's the thing he's like, gonna be able to Bill? parry all of this shit all the corporatist stuff he's gonna be like but what about Hunter <laughs> like it's it's, it's and like yeah, all the you know what I'm saying? It's just he's not going to be able to he's not going to be able to win the day. That's that's what I'm afraid of. The fuck ups, the gaps that matters to stuff. People like us, because it's just like, I mean, you really can't just string together four sentences that are decent in a row. That's problematic for me. But I just like, are you going to be able to because like, for instance, in 2012, what he did to Paul Ryan was just nasty and unfair. He just. He just demolished Paul Ryan and made him look like an amateur, straight up He's and a down. Different, like different, different man, different guy. He just well, not and, and time, deliver too, those moments. Like yeah. 2012 was very different than 2020 politics in general. But the thing about the, the thing that a lot of Democrats are banking on is like, yes, Joe Biden is is you know half dead, and we're propping him up and all that stuff, but. The economy is going to suffer because of this coronavirus and, you know, the conventional wisdom says that when the economy goes down, the incumbent suffers and it and it's good for the challenger. Sure, that's usually true. Um, but it's also true that in a national emergency, uh, the incumbent uh, gets a huge advantage, like a war or some big catastrophe like then people rally behind whoever's there. You're starting to see that with people's response to um, Trump's response to this coronavirus thing, which has been awful, but like he's got an over 50% approval rating on it. Because he's there. I mean, he's Biden there. isn't even there. Americans are hardwired yeah. for authoritarianism um, after like decades of propaganda and all that stuff. So like, it's like, yeah, you rally behind the president when something bad happens. Like, you know, that's why like, you know, the, the old cliche is like, yo, yeah, you start a war to bump your approval rating up because like, in a moment of war, people are like, oh, you know, I like the guy, you know, I'm going to support him. He's my guy. Um, and I think that's like, people are banking that just because the economy is going to suffer that the Democrats will win out. But, you know, this is like an, this is the economy is suffering, but it's also kind of a different type of crisis. It's like a weird thing when people are afraid and scared and that those moments actually usually help the incumbent. So there is no, there is no like rule book here that shows that the Democrats have a slam dunk here. I honestly, I got to tell you, I really, really, because as, as much as I have just no respect and no confidence in the democratic party in every way and the other, you know, like we're going to see people, you know, the, the, we'll, we'll talk about it some other time, but like the latest allegation against uh, the allegation that came out yesterday against Joe Biden is very different. Like it, it is really, you know, and we're going to see people who use like, this rhetoric of believe women to 
trust Elizabeth Warren trying to smear and lie about Bernie Sanders. And now they're going to try to put this story that's actually like really serious. Um, you know, unlike, uh, you know, like, like, like it's serious, this one, um, they're going to try to put it on ice. And so, but, but honestly, Trump won't, won't, and I got to tell you, I don't, I, I think between, I I think the Democrats are going to try to bench Biden and replace him with Cuomo. I really do. I really I do. don't I don't discount that possibility at all. At all. I really oh, do. Oh man. And then again, it's perfect because Cuomo's a fucking piece of shit. Like Cuomo, <laughs> like, like really if you're is, angry, though. if you're he's angry about shit, but he's kind of like possible, like and then he knows how to seize this moment. He, he know well that's see and that's the part that drives me crazy is like But they my, could have ran a Cuomo if they wanted to. But Cuomo wasn't he ready. Tried, but he, he, he but unpopular. He, he, but now all of a sudden he's on TV. Like, and again for these people, that literally it's just TV to them. They yeah. just want somebody to be able to like tell Trump he's a jerk, and and Cuomo can do that. Dude, there's how many pieces that. and tweets have come out of like, oh my god, is Cuomo hot now? Like, is Cuomo turning me on? Is he my boyfriend now? I wish he was my husband. You know, like, <laughs> and it's like. It's like, what are you people? Like, what kind of you know? Like, saddest, who are you people? The saddest part in all of this is that his pops was like a straight up great politician and a real actual liberal and progressive, and he freaking spawned the one of the biggest corporatist money grubbing Dems that you could possibly believe. Right? It's it's kind of crazy, and like because you know people aren't familiar with Mario Cuomo, but he was a star in the party. You know, like he had a lot of respect and a lot of juice, but you know he was kind of too hippie for a lot of the for a lot of those those people back then. And it's so crazy to see his son come out and and just you know just for being the guy that's there, like you guys just mentioned, like he happens to be New York New York's governor right now. Like materially, he's no different than Pataki. Like there's no real difference between him and Pataki, but like. When you contrast it to what's going on on TV every single day, he seems like Prince Charming, which is a fucking joke. And I'm, and I'm telling you, I just think like he is – like first, look, if if Bernie still is in the mix and Bernie's actually leading, like Bernie's doing it. But I just think when I think of the fact that not all of them are content to lose to Trump, I think some of them legit are, but not all of them. Some of them would actually like to win the election. <laughs> they took they took care of Bernie, and they're not. I mean, they're stupid and mediocre, but it doesn't take that much to figure out that Joe Biden doesn't have the stamina to do this for six months. And then they're looking on TV and they're like, "Oh my god, oh my god, Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo." I, I, and Ryan Grimm, Ryan Grimm tweeted out how in his reporting for his book, he, he saw that in, in 1988 when it looked like Jesse Jackson was going to be like the Bernie, like Jesse Jackson might storm to the Democratic nomination, that they were prepping. Mario Cuomo to replace him at the convention. That's you know? hilarious. So it's like <laughs> time, kind of time repeats, like thing, history repeats itself, Man, you know? Mario Cuomo would have been better than Dukakis. I'll tell you that much. That's the truth. But, but you know uh, what? At the same at the same time, though, Mike, like they were still calling Italian people ethnic whites back then. So who even knows? Man? You know, I saw, uh, <laughs> you know, who's that real crazy that like, there's that guy, Bill Mitchell. He's like one of these like old Trump style. Repo- yeah, like he's, he's, he's the best. He's the best. Like he would tweet stuff like real, like he would be like on the unintentional, like, 
Anti-Semites are stupid. Even if the Jews control the economy, they never stop me from making a buck. You know, like one of those, like, you know what I mean? Like that type of guy. I mean, he was the famous, <laughs> the ground game was in our hearts. Exactly. And he just put out like the most wild, like anti-Italian tweet about Corona. Like it was, and it was so, it was amazing. And, because uh, it's so old school. It was so, no, because everybody else is doing anti-Asian racism. And he was just like, right. these stagos don't know how to walk. <laughs> and this guy on my, on my Twitter was just like this Italian guy. Is like, well, being white was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Dude, people like it's like Italians know, get corona more because they got greasy hair. Dude, the dude. virus gets greasy. People forget <laughs> because <laughs> people forget because we live in a place, Nando, where Cubans in Miami are white people, right? Like Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio get to be white people. They forget that Italian people weren't always white. They weren't always considered to be white people. This is a relatively new thing. And this dude is old school. He remembers when they were grease monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I love talking to you guys, even in the middle of a global pandemic, even in the middle of the only party that we can fucking identify with screwing people over and bending over backwards just to get reamed up the ass by the corporate <laughs> class of this country. Um, I just love talking to you guys. Uh, that's our show for today. Of course, make sure you become a patron of both TMBS and Count the Dings, man. And, and that goes without, like, we don't need the caveat. If you're struggling with money and rent and groceries and, you know, nobody can watch your kids and all that. Obviously, nobody expects Obviously you to give you us Obviously, you got to make hard decisions. You got to patron And reach out up. to us, man. If you want to become a patron and you want to do it at a reduced rate and just reach out to us because these are things that we're doing both at Count the Dings and at TMBS. Yes, so make sure you do that. Hundred. I mean, you know, informally... You know, nobody's ever been turned away that needs a deal. And, you know, of course, like that's yeah. always been the case. Yeah. And now, of course, even more so. Of course. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. And, and Mike, man, before we get out of here, talk to us about your book, Mr. Arthur, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's coming out April 28th. It's available on pre-order. It's called Against the Web, the Cosmopolitan Answer to the New Right. And it's like. It's it's a book about a bunch of assholes on the Internet that need to be criticized. But the bigger argument basically, man, it's just about like what would an actual appealing left look like one that wasn't a bunch of like, you know, like woke scolds, but also had an understanding of the cultural dynamics of politics. Also recognize that the conversation of race just an American question. It's a, it's a global question. So it's a lot to the book, but it's also fun. You know, there's, you'll enjoy it, get it. It's available on pre-order, uh, obviously on Amazon, but you could also get it at various independent booksellers. I already pre-ordered mine from that independent bookseller you sent. Oh yeah. Red Emma's. In Baltimore. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, again, man, I'm proud of you, brother. Congratulations. Can't wait to read that thing. I love we'll you see guys. See you guys next week. We're gonna be doing the live and on camera thing. We're we're working out the kinks, but uh, just just be on the lookout for us, man. Hold your heads. Be safe out there. Wash your damn hands. Wash Later, guys. Your hands. <laughs> All right.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.